everyone. It's Lori Beth, and I'm so glad you're here. Just want to give you a heads up before this episode. I am not good at making podcasts yet, so we had some technical difficulties. Uh, you'll hear it. Clark's microphone tries to eat my microphone. So it's like a nature documentary with carnage and really weird sounding podcasts. So please bear with us. We have fixed the problem because I live and learn. And please enjoy this episode of Bad Advice with Lori Beth Denberg, which is me. So it's weird to say that. On today's episode, taking a relationship from casual to serious, the difference between weed and alcohol and why your cranberry sauce is too damn fancy. All that and more on today's episode of Bad Advice with Lori Beth Denberg. Help me out, almighty Lori Beth Denberg. Give me that vital information so I get the red lights. Who do yeah? The church of Lori Beth is in session. And we're reading from the scriptures of vital information. Talk to my goddess and my savior, my LBT. Just tell me what's going on with me. Oh my goddess and my savior, my LBT. Just tell me My name is Lori Beth Denberg, and welcome to Bad Advice with Lori Beth Denberg. With me, as always, is Clark Crozer. Hello! He says hello, but also might have been just taking a dump. I don't know what that voice exactly was. Oh! It was kind of like Santa yeah. taking a dump. Yeah, it's kind of an aggressive dump uh, voice. Which is, I mean, Santa taking a dump is appropriate because we are inching up on Christmas. That's true. That's true. Happy holidays, LB. Happy for our for our Jewish listeners, happy holiday. Yes. Are you uh, are you in the holiday spirit? <sighs> is it is it flowing through you? It is. It's flowing around me. Okay. And I'm dipping my toe in. Yeah. You know, obviously, pandemic holidays are coming up. That's sure. going to be difficult. It is. And um, you know, I'm just not a fan. Well, that's not true. I was gonna say I'm not a fan of the Christmas music, mm. but I'm just not a fan of it starting November first. Sure, 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 and sure. Being exclusively Christmas music. Yeah, no, I I can understand that. I it's it, my family tradition. I always start getting ready uh, on Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Black Friday is the day that you put up your Christmas decorations and start getting Christmas yes. ready. Now right? You do a whole thing. Yeah, I, we do a whole thing. My uh, my parents have uh, they used to have multiple trees to put ornaments <laughs> on, um, but then uh, I don't know five six years ago, my best friend uh, Logan that you know and Hello, grew up Logan. with, he uh, he started painting life size cartoon murals. Oh my goodness! And cutting them out of wood and all this stuff. So well, you that- guys should know, too, that um, Clark is a very talented artist, like visual artist, and Logan is as well. Yeah. Uh, so when they say he's painting things, like, they look like the Stunning. real thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're all, li- they, all they all have to be exactly life-size. So he painted, uh, he painted her a couple of years ago, a Wreck-It Ralph. 
And the the board that he painted on is literally eight feet tall. Wow. It is huge. It is so big. And so we. How did he get it to our house? Yeah. He had to strap it to the top of his car. It's crazy. There was a giant uh, uh, Wreck-It Ralph that's just uh, zooming down the uh, freeway. But uh, we we finished that on uh, thing, on Black Friday. And then we decorated our tree. And our, I am very proud of our tree. Yeah, we, we have an amazing tree because it's all. It's not really a Christmas tree as much as it's just a nerd tree. It is. It's just a glorious nerd tree filled with glorious nerdy ornaments. And uh, my favorite is that there are, are several uh, dead body ornaments on the tree, which is so festive. You well, know, that's for de las exactly. They made a, a Christmas ornament of uh, the family roadster from uh, National Lampoon's Vacation, oh. and of course, on it on the on the hood of the uh, car, the roof of the car is the ant that was dead and they wrapped her up and they put her on the roof of the car. So there's literally, there's a dead body character on on my Christmas tree. But tell us what sits atop your Christmas oh, tree. Oh, right. And the, the top where the star usually goes, of course, is a giant, uh, really expensive Hallmark Death Star where you press a button and it'll play one of the two themes and it has like all these glowy lights it can glow green and blue and red. And, and it changes color. Like yes. It's, it's With the kind of, music. And rotates. Too, yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. The, the whole tree rotates. We have it on a rotating stand. Oh, that's right. So that you can see everything. And then, you know, it's a fake tree so yeah. we don't have to worry about watering it or anything well, don't. um that yeah would be dangerous <laughs> exactly uh but the, the one other tradition that we always have at my house and you know this uh is that my mom makes cookies uh and she actually made a cookie for you she has uh, a new recipe this year Uh-oh. these are coffee cookies so the chips are like coffee infused chocolate chips in a cookie. Okay. So it's kind of like a, a mixture of caffeine and sugar in a really delicious way. Okay. And I'm the guinea pig trying these out for the first time. I mean, you're not, I don't think you're going to die oh, there. Some people good. have had some They're They're just brand new this year. All right. It looks really good. Clark's mom, Robin is amazing. I mean, she's amazing in every way. <laughs> and, uh, but she just bakes, she makes these awesome things. She did all of the desserts for, Clark's wedding. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which were amazing. Yeah. So, all right, I am going to try this experimental cookie. Yeah, please. Mmm. Right? Not too horrible. It's, it's, you get the cookie first, and then you kind of get hit with a little bit of the coffee. Yeah. Right? I'm liking that. Not horrible. A few years ago, she tried to experiment. She did blueberry muffin cookies Hmm. where she had like fresh blueberries that she put into the cookie batter when she was making them. And it was like a a blueberry muffin in cookie form. It was really good. Oh, it was good. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. I thought the end of that story was and then the food poisoning. (laughs) No, the cookies are always good. This was a very good experiment Yay. on your behalf. I enjoyed the bite I have. I will have the rest after we record because I'm not sure you're supposed to sit and eat cookies and drink water during it's true. the podcast. But I thought you might like to have a little treat and get yes, a little this is a, review a little pep. Robin's cookies. Caffeine to, cookies. She needs to have, oh, caffeine cookies. She needs to have like a, a name. Right, yeah. Be like Jittery Uncle. <laughs> I think jittery uncles is the way to go. Yeah. I think you hit it in the 
first try. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, now that we're done with the cookie reviews, are you ready for some questions? Yes, sir. All right. Let's move on to some bad advice. All right. We've got our first question here is from, uh, oh, I love this name. It's an Instagram and the Instagram goes by J Sally Wally. I like Jay Sally Wally. That's a good name. All right. She asks, how do you progress in a relationship? I've been dating this guy for a few months and I want to keep progressing with him, but I don't think he takes it seriously. What should I do? Oh, girl. Yeah. Let me speak to you from the heart and from personal experience. <laughs> First of all, thank you for writing in. If someone... Wants to be with me, then they'll make it known. Yeah. And if they're not putting in what I need, I have learned the very, very, very hard way. Yes. To take people at face value and to take actions over words. Yeah. Yes. Because you know, I've been in positions where it's like, oh, no, I want to be with you. I just don't know. You know, and it's like, I'm not getting what I need. Right. And I'm hoping for it and I'm holding on for it. Right. And it's no good. Well, and the words might come, but the actions don't follow. Yeah. It's really about the actions. Yeah. Because anyone can say the words. It's yeah. it's too easy to just say the words. So yeah, exactly. she might be looking for, uh, you know, to keep it progressing. And uh, and uh, it, it, I just don't know if if. Just asking for words is going to be good enough here. She really, what she's really needing here is some action. Well, it's it it goes both ways though. You have to have that convert. You don't have to, but yeah. one way to go about it is to have that conversation mm. and say, "Hey, blank, right? You know where where are we going with this? Right? Be, I don't want to be the girl that says where are we going with this, but right. where are we going with this? And depending on the answer, well, here's the first thing, yeah. When I would ha have these conversations, I have to be prepared to get the answer I don't want. Yeah. I have to be prepared to hear what I don't want to hear and to take that as the truth. I mean, I don't think that's a that's a general across the board uh, idea. I think that's that's what you that's what fits you really yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you can't handle it if it, if things are too cloudy and and you don't know what's going on. You're you're the yeah. kind of person that really likes things to be laid out for the truth. Exactly. So if I'm there going, "Hey, you know, what's going on here?" I I'm I'd like to do this and this, you know, right. how do you feel about that? Right. That's the way to start the conversation. And, you know, I had to be prepared to hear, you know, I'm just not that into it. And, yeah. You know, it's great being friends or being casual, but, um, or, or I heard, no, I really, I really, you know, want to be with you. Right. And, you know, you're you're so special in X, Y and Z, but then the actions didn't follow. Exactly. And that's where I've gotten myself stuck in a bad situation where I'm not happy. Yeah. And I'm resentful yeah. and then I'm full of self-doubt and, you know, oh, it must be me. I'm not good enough. Exactly. You know, exactly. Yeah. And 
I spent a lot of time. I have spent a lot of time in relationships like that. Yeah. Too long. Unfortunately, I have too. We both uh, suffered from that because you have these three year long relationships Mm -hmm. and you feel like, okay, well, this might be going somewhere. And then in the end, it just it just flutters away. Yeah. And I'm left. That's what the hardest part is on the other side. I'm left going, why am I such a fucking idiot? Right. And that's just not great. Not at all. This has nothing to do with the question, but bags, the dog is here and he yeah. just farted so hardcore. Oh, that's well, it's perfect timing. It is. We were about stinky relationships. We were getting a little too deep. Exactly. Exactly. You needed to lighten so, up the mood. You can have that conversation. Wow. Yeah. You're getting it now, man. It's wafting over there. Yes, too. it is. Um, have the conversation if you're comfortable with it. Yeah. And if if you're not having comfortable having the conversation, you can always say, look, you know, I want more than what this is right. seeming like. So right. see ya. And I think it would be really important uh, that you know what you want. Yes. Right. Because you can't just go into a relationship expecting you to just figure it out. You got to work at it. And that means you got to know what goal you're working towards. Yes. So if you really have, if you feel like this is the right person and you want to marry this person and this is uh, children and grandchildren and all that, you need to start speaking up. Yeah. And if it scares him away, then he wasn't the right guy. Yeah. And that's hard to take. It is. What what I want versus what reality is, mm-hmm. is are often two very different things. Yes. And when I've held on to what I want, this could turn into what I want. This could turn into what I want. It's right. like, A, it doesn't. And B, I'm torturing myself and C, I get on the other side of it going, I'm an idiot. Why did I do that? Yeah. Or why did I do that again? Yeah, exactly. Which is even better. Ugh. And it's hard because it's like, you're, uh, you really want to put everything into this, right? This is something that it means a lot to you and you want to have a, a relationship with someone. And when you're in that relationship, it almost feels like there's the two choices are good relationship or alone. Yeah. And that can't be the only two. Those aren't the only two. There is a middle ground that is not a good relationship. Yeah. And sometimes the not a good relationship is a thousand times worse than just being alone. Yes. So you gotta just push through and and be brave, right? Yes. And also, I just want to say, if for some reason this Instagrammer is 16 years old, yes. don't worry about it. <laughs> yes. I just realized, what if this is like a middle schooler? Yeah, Sally Wally, if you're still in junior high. Uh, Sally Wally seems like a pretty grown up name. It's true. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, good luck with that. Oh, it's the worst. I hate relationships. (laughs) All right, moving on. We have second question of the day. This is from somebody named Corey. Corey. This is from one of the many Corey's (laughs) and Corey asks, I have a Rottweiler who is extremely hyper and tries to take off while I'm walking her. She's about 120 pounds. I actually fell down a small flight of stairs once and hit the concrete ground because of her. Any suggestions? Oh, my goodness. Well, first, give your puppy a kiss on the face for me. (laughs) Rottweilers Rottweilers are one of those breeds that everyone thinks are just vicious. And, you know, and and some are trained as guard dogs and that kind of stuff. Sure, sure. It's like I've gotten the best smooches from Rottweilers. Oh, yeah. They're just, I knew this, uh, a big Rottweiler named Shaq Mm. from when I would dog walk um, from the dog park. Sure. 
And they did that. He's just, he is a great dog. Mm. And his dad was cool and everything. So he sent away for that, you know, genetic test of what your dog is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that now. It came back mostly Rottweiler, some Chihuahua. What? No, it didn't. That's an odd pairing. It's like the computer just spat it out like. (laughs) (laughs) You're uh, half Irish and half uh, African. Exactly. What? (laughs) So, Roddy Roddy Weiler. Yeah. um, I would assume, based on the size of your dog and how much you obviously love your dog. Sure. Otherwise, some people would have said goodbye, dog, after they slammed their face on the concrete. Yeah. I would assume you're already using a harness. I don't know if you've tried a gentle leader. Mm. Um, These are different kinds of leashes and collars. The harness is instead of putting the um, the just collar around the neck and attaching the leash to that. Right. Then a dog pulls and they're like choking themselves. Right. Right. Or there's the chain collar, which they also really choke themselves with. Yeah. Yeah. There's the pinch collar that has the little metal thing. Yeah. The little prongs. And it looks like it might be like hard or S&M or something, but it's not. They're rounded edges. They're not sharp. Right. And that's worked for dogs that I've walked in the past. And then a harness, you know, goes under the chest of the dog and, you know, clicks on the backs. So when they pulled, you know, you're pulling them and you have control over their shoulders. Yeah. Um, Some things, something that has worked for me in the past Mm -hmm. was as what's called a gentle leader. I'm trying to think of how big a Rottweiler snout is because it goes around the snout. Mm. It's a little just like cloth thing goes around the snout. And you lick, cl- you lick it into place, <laughs> you click it into place, and then you attach the leash under the dog's chin. Huh. Instead of like, you know, where you would put the, click it to the silver ring on the R- collar. On the back of the whatever, collar, yeah. Or on the back of the harness, it, it goes under their chin. Huh. So when they're walking, if they pull, they're pulling their whole head backward. Interesting. And I had one dog, his name was Sonny. Hmm. The biggest golden retriever, Mm. like a golden retriever that was bigger than a St. Bernard. Wow. He was just an anomaly. Wow. So sweet. But I felt like he could literally take off and drag me behind like the dog in vacation. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And his parents got him a gentle leader and it was like a different dog. Huh? With just nice, calm walking. Huh. And so I recommend that to anyone who hasn't tried that. Um, I have a feeling you have a sweet dog because yeah. you didn't say like, and he likes to eat the mailman. Right, right. He's just hyper. Exactly. He's just hyper. So if that's the case, I mean, dogs like heroin. No, <laughs> no they don't. They don't. No. I didn't mean it. No, they don't. But a gentle leader might be something to try if you haven't. Sure, sure, sure. And also another thing to do is if your doggy is good with other doggies. Oh, dog park. Dog park. Dog park. Because then they can go off leash and run and run and run and poop and pee and yeah. wrestle and get tired out. And if your dog is neutered. Or spayed or neutered. Right. As Bob Barker would say. Sure, sure. 
and good with other dogs and good with other people, then there's nothing better than just letting the dog go in the dog park and watching them wrestle and yeah. tumble. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. Those are a few ideas, but please, please kiss your puppy for me. I, I also know when I was trying to train Baggy, because my dog Bags is a pretty big dog. He's, he's big dog. I don't know if he's 120 pounds, but he's pretty big. And he was kind of crazy and wild when we first got him, and he was... We'd try and take him on a, a walk and he would just yank your arm out of its socket. Yeah. And we did talk to somebody who's, who really recommended standing, like going out with the dog. But instead of walking, if he's pulling too hard, just stop. Yeah. Stop and stand for a little while mm -hmm. in the same spot. Get him to get the dog to come back and kind of relax a little bit and stop pulling so hard. So maybe there's even that could help a little yeah. bit, a little bit. Not fully fix him, but oh, just again. We should preface everything by the fact that I am not a licensed anything. <laughs> yes. You do have a license to drive. I have a license to drive. Speaking of the quarries. I have a license to... <laughs> rest in peace. Yes. I have a license to uh, officiate marriages. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't have any other license. I am not a professional anything. I'm pretty sure when I was in the Wild West stunt show, I had to get a license to use explosives Ooh. because there was a fake dynamite prop <laughs> that all it did was put out smoke. It had like a little smoke capsule in there. And then when it, people would hit it, they would just start smoking out of the top of the, the prop. Uh -huh. And for some reason, I needed to get licensed <laughs> to use that. So... I had a food handling license for a while when I worked at a cafe. Did you? Yes, that was exciting. That's pretty fun. Um, so my point in in reminding you all that I'm not a professional anything is there are also professional dog trainers that could yes. help you with this. Yes. I'm just giving you my two cents about things that have worked for me in the past. Absolutely. Yeah. Now that's some uh, good advice. Mm. All right. Well, let's move on to question number three. Ooh. Here we go. This question is from Andrew. And Andrew's asking, does smoking weed mean losing sobriety? How are weed and alcohol different? Oh, my. That's a really great question. That is a good question. And that's a question I've heard a lot of times. Right. I, um, for a little background. Yes. And, you know, I've been sober a long time. I did for maybe a little over a year work in a medical uh, drug and alcohol detox. That's right. I worked there. It was extraordinarily hard, stressful, rewarding, yeah. funny at times. You know, it's just kind of crazy. Yeah. And I would say the majority of people were there kicking alcohol. Or kicking heroin, mm. both of which are, you know, kick, watching people kick heroin is awful. Yeah. It's sick. They're just oh. sick. Oh. And you just want to kind of reach in them and be like, let me get it out of you. Yeah. Or just really, really just say, just hold on, just hold on. Because yeah. it wasn't a lockdown facility. Oh, so could just out. leave. Yeah, it wasn't like they were ordered there by the court or anything. Oy, oy, oy. And so you would just see sick people. Just leaving because it's Ugh. like when you feel that way, you know what's going to fix it. Yeah. Uh, fix. Is there is there a lot of people that are like just going out at the at the main exit, just trying to keep people? No, no, don't go. Yeah. Well, yeah, just we, try and stay one more day. We would um, really work to get people to stay. Yeah. Really work to get people to stay. Ooh. And 
but sometimes, you know, if you're going to get in between an addict and their drugs yeah. and they're addicted, yeah. you know, that's not something you can win all the time. Right. And good on them for going in in the first place. But, you know, for some yeah. people, it takes 10 times going to a place like and, this. Yeah. Or more. Yeah. Or, and it and. I think I said another thing. It depends on why you went in. Right. If I went in to get sober because my grandparents wouldn't get off my back and I just right. shut up. Right. That's not really going to do the trick. Yeah. If I went in because, you know, there's people that, you know, they got I, their kids taken. Away. Right. You lost your job. You lost your kids. Exactly. Your wife's going to leave you. Yeah. And maybe that's enough to wake you up or maybe you're just getting sober as a means to an end as yeah. far as saying shit i'm fucked up and i need to find a way to live a life i'm proud of totally so to get back to the question yes there would be plenty of people coming off heroin alcohol whatever you know and and also it was you know benzos and you know other pills sure all, sure all sure kind of stuff that, yeah um and they'd say, yeah, well, when I get out of here, I'm still going to smoke weed. Like, I'm going to smoke weed. Right. And it's just like, oh, don't do that. Yeah. And I'm not saying in that, like, like weed is a gateway drug, you know. Sure. It's just you're you're there for the addiction. It's it, what you're addicted to is kind of irrelevant at a certain point. It is. And then it's like all you need is for something to dull your senses enough. Right. The next step is a good idea. And right. we'll have a couple of drinks and, you know, it's it's the slippery slope. Right. And Absolutely. Not only that, I mean, there's their whole programs and rehabs. You know, there's a 12 step group, Marijuana Anonymous. Mm. Marijuana addiction is a real thing. Sure. It's, you know, it's one of those things that's like, oh, it's just a plant. It's just, you know, whatever, you know, get your shit together. It's just weed. But there are plenty of people who are addicted. Yeah. And it's more of a psychological addiction. But right. there are there is a physical addiction, but it's not the same as, you know, a heroin addiction as far sure. as the detox from it, as right. far as the harshness of it. Yeah. But there's plenty of people that, you know, have that as their primary drug of choice. And it's a problem. Yeah. Because part of drug addiction, alcohol, what part of any addiction, whatever, food, video games, it's about just checking out. I mm. don't want to be in reality. I can't handle reality. I don't want to feel anything. Totally. I don't want to deal with anything. And everybody with that addictive thing Mentality. finds what works best for them. Right. So that could be weed. Yeah. That could be heroin. That could be video games. Yeah, that absolutely. could be anything. Yep. But when you're looking at, hey, I want to stay clean, you know, weed, you get high from weed. Right. If you're high, you're high. Yeah, exactly. The The initial question is, does smoking weed mean losing sobriety? And I feel like sobriety is pretty. Well, that's interesting. I mean, I can't tell anybody what's sober and what's not sober. Yeah. Tell, this is from my point of view. Sure. I can't tell anybody. You know, if you are in a 12 step program, uh, what's the name of the person asking? Uh, Andrew. 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 If you are in a 12 step program and you're working with a sponsor, you just have friends, talk to them about it. Yeah. 
And, you know, because I'm not here to tell anybody how their sobriety should be or what it should look like. Right. But people that know you and that you trust can yeah. give you that feedback or yeah. tell you about their experience. From my point of view, getting high is getting high and weed gets you high. Weed gets me. Well, it got me high. I haven't right. done it in a long time. Right. 15, more than 15 years. 15 years and change. Yay. So, um, so yeah. how are weed and alcohol different? We kind of like speaking, speaking from the point of view of where you were and where you were working and you were seeing people that were coming in that were addicted to alcohol and you yes. were seeing people that were addicted to, were you seeing any weed people that were addicted to weed? Yes. Definitely. So you could see the two of them coming from your perspective of trying to fix the problem, trying yes. to heal the problem. Is there a big difference between the two? There is a big difference. It, it, the psychological stuff is the same. Sure, sure, sure. The blotting out reality yes. is the same. The physical manifestations of them are different. Yes. You know, detox from weed can involve, you know, sweatiness, um, restlessness, trouble mm. sleeping, feeling nauseous, that kind of stuff. Right. Whereas someone coming off um, alcohol, yeah. there's a risk of seizure. Really? You know, yeah. A couple people had seizure. One woman had a seizure and fell into my arms. Oh, man. You know? And- and that that and that was kind of par, not par for the course. Like that didn't happen every single day. Sure, but it was. It also wasn't hor uh, horrifically surprising. Yeah, exactly. Like I would say, everyone that worked there had that experience mm. at some point. Mm. So just from a physical standpoint, um, detoxing off of alcohol is um is more dangerous that's yeah. why it's important you know people are like well i can just get off it at my house or whatever which a lot of people can sure like let me just spend a long weekend alone yeah and that definitely works for some people but depending on how advanced your alcoholism is and what what shape you're in to start with right it can be dangerous and it can be life-threatening yeah. so Especially if you're really overdoing it before, I feel like the the bigger the difference is, the bigger the the consequences might be. Yeah, you like know, you're pretty bad, and then you do your last hurrah before you get right. You know, so right. So if anyone is out there listening to this and a thinks they have a problem with drugs or alcohol, please reach out for help. There's lots of places absolutely to reach out for help, and if you want to get sober, talk to a doctor, talk to a clinic about the safest way to do that. Yep. Anything is possible as long as you put in a little hard work. Yes. Yay. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And now I, I do want to kind of move. I want to move on to our fourth question, if that's OK. Yes. I got a really serious one because, you know, this last one was a little uh, jokey. But this next one, this is a really serious question. There's a really bad problem here. This okay. is from John. And John asks, why do people get so upset when I decline to eat their homemade cranberry sauce in favor of the cheap ocean spray canned cran cranberry sauce? I like the cheap canned stuff. Why is it such a big deal? 
John. Yeah. Marry me. <laughs> they can take their homemade cranberry sauce yeah. with their out of place orange zest. <laughs> not even jellified and just take it to their bougie house and eat it by themselves. I am all, I'll take it a step down from your ocean spray. Okay. To the just like gelatinous dog food can. Right. Ralph's brand. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, So I am with you. Ocean spray is very good. Yeah. Cause it's got kind of cranberries, but it's just goopy. I I've never been a big cranberry sauce guy. It's mm-hmm. just never come up in uh, my family. Never. Nobody really liked it, but cranberry sauce. I mean, cranberries are supposed to be very good for like urinary tract infections. Right. Yes. Does cranberry sauce have that same property? I think what you're supposed to do is, is, uh, physically apply the cranberry oh okay that's fine that's no for whatever reason then i definitely want the canned version (laughs) cranberry juice is a helpful to a an suv a suv yeah my my suv runs so much better when i put in a little cranberry juice um yeah my friends i just it, it was thanksgiving yeah yeah I had gone to drop something off at a friend's house and they left me a bag of Thanksgiving leftovers. Mm. So, and they're apologizing to me. They're like, you know, it's just, they have two little kids. Like they're crazy. <laughs> they made this whole dinner and they're giving me leftovers because they have so much stuff. Sure. And they're apologizing to me. Like, you know, the stuffing is just stovetop <laughs> and the, and the cranberries just like ocean spray. And I'm like, this is the best Thanksgiving ever. I cannot tell you that I know anything about uh cranberry sauce, but stove, sto- stovetop stuffing. <sighs> Yes. is just phenomenally good. Yes. I, I, and here's another thing. Uh, my parents didn't really care for stove, stovetop stuffing when I was growing up either. We would go through plenty of Thanksgivings and nobody would come with stuffing. Huh. It wasn't until I was an adult where I was like, I'm going to try some of this stuffing. And I realized it's just watery bread. It's so good. And I can just eat it by the truck full. Let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. Where do you stand on rice I uh Door rice I was born on rice I will. I've made Lex eat rice He loves rice. Anyone who I cook for, I will eventually cook rice All right. And mainly chicken. Like they have a lot of flavors. Yeah. Oh, see, because I like like the cheesy ones, but Clark does not like yeah, cheese. I'm not or a big cheese. Chocolate. Yeah, I'm not a big cheese guy. I got a lot of uh, shit, mainly from women in college. <laughs> When they found out that I didn't like chocolate or cheese. Yes. Uh, it, it really offends some people. It's, yeah. Well, because I think a lot of us think like you do like it, but you're just like, I don't like it. <laughs> I'm like, too good for cheese. You're just trying to be contrary. Right, right. And, um, so, yeah. Um, so, okay, wait. Yeah. What? What rice aroni do you like that's cheesy? Well, there's like a broccoli cheese one. Oh, yes. One. There is the broccoli cheese. And I have seen I think that. It's my favorite, but that would not because, be my favorite. Because that skews really close into the world of mac and cheese. It does. If you're doing rice aroni and cheese, you're getting real close it's, there. Yeah. That's it's a, not as cheesy. Okay. I'll get out. Okay. So it's not like mac and cheese where it's almost like a soup. No, no, not at all. It's okay. rice aroni. It's rice Maybe a little goopier. Okay. But listen, can we make some right after this? Because that sounds just amazing. <laughs> right? I have easily six boxes of rice in my cupboard right yes. now. Yes. So I this do. was was this John? 
Uh, this was John. Yes. John, you're right. You're fine. It is. I will say, though, it's a little weird if you go to someone's house for Thanksgiving and you're like, well, here's my cranberry sauce. Yeah. You know. Well, or but if you're going to somebody's house and you're bringing something, that, that's usually appreciated. That is. And also, if you were just at someone's house and you're just not partaking of the cranberry sauce and they make a big deal about it. Yeah. That's a little freaky. That's yeah. like, that's like. We got to get you into the cult, John. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a little weird if they're that focused on the cranberry yes, sauce. John, you are correct. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. I agree. Good job. All right. Let's move on to our next segment. We're doing Miss the Point. And this could be it. This could be the big win. And it going in. You missed the point. All right. Well, I uh, I'm really excited. Here we have a an audio question somebody sent us uh, at one eight five five Denberg. That's one eight five five D E N B E R G. This person doesn't have a name. Sorry, I, I thought I, they had a name, but uh, this person kind of doesn't understand what we're going for here. Hey, Lord, uh, my name's Robbie Harrison. Oh, it's Robbie Long-time Harrison. Fan of your work, I was always wondering. Who do you think you personally is the better uh, newscaster, yourself or Linda Ellerby? <laughs> there you go. So, okay, there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah. The concept of, yeah, you missed the point is, you know, this is an advice show. So call in with your questions that you need advice with. So this certainly isn't that. In addition, he's asked... Robbie has asked, yes. who do I think, as LB, who do I think is a better newscaster? He's always wondered, he said, who's a better newscaster, myself or Linda Ellerby? His whole life. So, yeah. So, now, I don't know that Linda Ellerby's been on television for a long time. So, he's really been holding on to this question. Right. And for anyone who doesn't know, Linda Ellerby was a very accomplished journalist who... um in addition to, I should pull up her Wikipedia and find out everything about her. She is a phenomenal, but she also, but no. And part of her career was doing news stuff for Nickelodeon for kids. And I always remembered back in the, God, this is going to date us, Clark. Yeah. Back during the Clinton impeachment. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, Good days. Oh, my dear, sweet Lord. So this is going for for any of you who don't know about the Clinton impeachment, look it up. <laughs> it's a salacious and pathetic, you know, little moment, moment in our, our history. history. Yep. Jinx. There you go. Oh. I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop talking. <laughs> um, so this just had to do with a lot of like adult grown up stuff that was going on, but it was all over the news. All over the news. And I remember eventually um, seeing Linda Ellerby on Nickelodeon saying, you know, we weren't going to talk about this, but it's all over. And so we're going to address it. And she hosted a show where she addressed what was going on in an appropriate way for kids, which was not an easy feat Hmm. because the, you know, Bulk of it was lying blowjobs and everyone hating each other. Right. Not standard Nickelodeon fare. Exactly. And I remember thinking that's really admirable, both for Nickelodeon and for Lynn Ellerby to be this person to like 
I'm going to find a way to do this. And it was also out of respect for the kids. So, you know, we're not you're not stupid. You hear what's going on. You don't understand it. You know what's going on. So go. you had something to say. Uh, I actually just have uh, some information about Linda Ellerbay. Oh, please, please. Uh, college dropout. Oh, from Vanderbilt University. Uh, she worked as a reporter on the Today Show. Okay. At the beginning of her career. And then she got a, a job as a co-host of a weekend talk, a uh, weekend news show that aired on Saturdays that she was the, when Saturday night live was off for the week, she had a show in that t- same time slot. So she had her own kind of 60 minutes show with an entire audience of people tuning in to see, uh, <laughs> uh, probably, uh, Gumby yeah. and uh, I'm trying to think of what in the is early eight, is 82. Yeah. Ed Grimley. And yeah. exactly. So, yeah, she uh, she had her own kind of like 60 minutes talk and then she moved to ABC. She was on Good Morning America. And then she got the job at Nickelodeon for uh, a program called Nick News. Yeah, that was it in 87, 1987, she, where she won three Peabody Awards. Oh, that's the good one. Those are pretty cool. That's no daytime Emmy. That's like a thing. And she guest guest uh, starred as herself on Murphy Brown. Okay, so now thank you for yeah. all of that information. There you that go. Really solidifies the easy answer. Sure. That that is Linda Ellerby's career, and I did a fake news bit on a kids show. Yeah. Therefore, I feel she is the better newscaster. There you go. That's a pretty solid answer. <laughs> All right, that was you missed the point. This could be it. This could be the big win. And it going in. You missed the point. Okay, so there you go. Let's move on now to our final question of the podcast. Oh, well, this episode of the podcast, (laughs) not of the podcast in total. All right, here we go. Our final question, Lori Beth. Are you ready? Yes, sir. It is from somebody named Adrian. And Adrian asks, my sister and I don't always get along. She's a lot more aggressive and short tempered than I am. And I struggle not being a doormat. Can you help? Oh, dear me. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so, too. I've been a doormat plenty of times, so maybe I can help. (laughs) I'm just a cautionary tale. (laughs) Don't be like me. Um... It is difficult, especially with the sister. So you might say, oh, well, I've known her my whole life. I know why she's this way. Right. And we get caught in that. Well, I understand it from her point of view, even Mm. though at the end of the day, it's like, do I deserve to be treated like this? Right. The answer is probably no. Yeah, exactly. It'd be weird if you were like, yeah, I guess Uh. I do deserve to be. (laughs) What I've learned is that you can't. Explain to an asshole that they're an asshole. Right. Because they're already an asshole. Yes. And And either they don't care or they they already know. Yeah. It's like trying to prove your point to someone who's just not worth arguing with. Right, right, right. And quite frankly, they might feel the same way about me, except I've never been wrong. (laughs) Exactly. It's hard for me to fathom. Right, exactly. But, um... Can can I throw in one thing too? Yes. There's also there's a big problem, and I think this is with 
every family. There's a big problem with roles. I feel like every person in every family has a role that they play in that family. And it might be completely different than how you are outside with your friends, with your coworkers. Somehow when you're back in with your family, you go into these roles and it's hard to change. Yeah, it is. It's hard to change these roles because you've kind of grown up in this you've, way yeah, and you've taken them that's a good point you know and and to add to that point, yeah, yeah 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 at some point it doesn't matter if your sisters right at some point if th- that's the hardest part is to step back from a situation you're so close to from a situation you're so entrenched in right and just say if this was a stranger if this was a co-worker right would I allow this behavior? Right. Would I allow somebody to be angry and putting me down and belittling me? And that's something that I need to decide for myself. Yeah. This behavior is unacceptable. Yep. And who used to say that? The super nanny. This behavior is unacceptable. <laughs> I, I do not remember the super nanny's catchphrases and I watched super nanny a lot. She, I think she was just saying that a lot. It wasn't like, her catchphrase. <laughs> it wasn't like her ship. And now I'm done with the Johnson. Um, but yeah, if someone is treating me badly, yeah. I say, do I need to be in this situation? Do I need to be here right now? Right. Which is, you know, I can remove myself from a situation. It gets complicated when it's family. Yes. But if you can just take an objective step backwards and say, if this wasn't my sister that I'm bound to by blood and can't really get out of it. Right. Would I accept this behavior? Mm -hmm. And to react that, to react to it as you would if it was a coworker, if it wasn't your sister. Right. Because quite frankly, you don't need to be, you know, beaten up on. Yeah. And you, you like, like I was saying earlier, when you think of yourself, you don't think of the same person that your sister is thinking of because she sees somebody different. She yeah. doesn't see you how you see you. She sees you how she sees you. So, you know, at a certain point, it's not really even your problem. This is more of her problem that she can't get over and she just you need to start maybe coming up with a, a an you know, escape plan. An escape plan. Yeah, a way to kind of get out of the relationship, even if that means, you know what, if we're around, I'm just going to give you little platitudes and not yeah. Not go into it with you because I just don't have the energy anymore. And also you, I feel like I am, you know, spitting out platitudes and mad rhymes. <laughs> but, um, you know, you teach people how to treat you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the issue growing up. Like Clark said, you all have your role. She's the tougher one. Right. You're the, you're the one that fixes things. Who knows? Right. But as an adult, you can say. I mean, oh, I guess we didn't say it all. Talk to your sister. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I just assumed we, we were uh, building up to it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, by the way, have a conversation. <laughs> um, you know, you can really draw a boundary. And yeah, say, this isn't how I'm going to be treated. No, that's right. not really mean. Like, it makes me feel bad when yeah. you treat me this way. There's no reason for it. Exactly. You know, and then if she's like, shut up, little sister, I'm going to pull your hair. Because that's my impression of your sister. I'm sure it's right on. <laughs> you know, then you have the chance, you know, the choice, like Clark said, to step away. Yeah. 
And that's the most you can do. See yeah. if there's any room for movement on her side. But stand up for yourself. Yeah. You've got to put your foot down. And even if that's, uh, you know, a soft foot, you got to put it down. Yeah, because you, you don't necessarily want to, you know, she's temperamental and hot tempered. Right. You don't want to be like, well, I'm going to yell at you back. Yeah, exactly. That's just, you know, that's not helping anybody. Exactly. Maybe it's just a, a you know, a little silent strike. For a little bit. Yeah. Where she gets nothing out of you. You know, maybe you're, you got to play it a different way. You got to figure out how to communicate with her. Yes. Yeah. Tell her that behavior is unacceptable <laughs> and that she has to sit in the corner for two minutes. You know what I think Adrian needs? What? The super nanny. <gasps> super nanny. Super nanny can fix anything. I'm putting the super nanny uh, light in the sky. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I'm hoping uh, by the next episode, we could uh, talk to Super Nanny and share a big bowl of rice aroni. Oh, that sounds great. Right? Yes. I would eat a big bowl of rice aroni with Super Nanny. Yeah, you would. Right. Well, uh, if you're good, is that uh, good for Adrian? Yeah, I hope so. I, I hope, hope so. We helped someone. Yeah, I hope so too. I hope we helped all of our uh, our listeners that sent in questions. Uh, that was it. That was it. That was our final question. I think we're done for the day. Well, where are we going to get more questions? Well, there's a good way we can get that. It's by our wonderful listeners. That's right. You guys out there, you have to send us questions. We are needing some extra questions for future episodes. So please send us our send us your questions at AskLoriBeth.com. You can hit us up on all of our socials, Facebook, Instagram, all that sort of fun stuff. You can just leave a message with your name and where you're from at one eight five five denberg It's one eight five five. D-E-N-B-E-R-G and leave us a message. Ask yeah. a question. Hit subscribe, if you will. Yeah, please go and subscribe to our podcast. Subscribe to Bad Advice with Lori Beth Denberg. And this isn't about money or anything. I, yeah. I just need the reassurance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We don't need money. We just want people. We want to know that you really love us. Exactly. That's what we really want to know. Exactly. Don't I should give myself some advice on that. <laughs> but thank you so much for listening, everybody. Yeah, we really appreciate it. We can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Bad Advice stars Lori Beth Denberg and Clark Crozier. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Our theme song is written and performed by Natty Ward. If you or someone you love is in need of some bad advice, you can submit your own question on our socials, all of which are Ask Lori Beth, or on our website at AskLoriBeth.com, or for a nostalgic twist, you can call 1-855-DENBERG. That's right, 1-855-336-2374, and leave your question. In there. Thanks for listening.